This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. We are here today with the Humerian Health Podcast, and we are joined with Denise Dilworth, who is a Reiki master, and she is going to share some of her background and learnings about the art of Reiki. So Denise, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. So I have in my notes, tell me your name and your title. So I've already outed you in your name, Denise Dilworth, and the fact that you're a Reiki master. But I feel like there's more to just saying you're a Reiki master than just that as a title. So maybe kind of, yeah, talk about is there a ranking? Are you like a black belt master? Like, how does this work exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell me all the good things. (laughs) Right. Well, um, uh, Reiki master just basically means um, that I've completed all three degrees of Reiki training and um, received all of the attunements up to that point. So um, training varies across lineages and across teachers, even within lineages. Um, But there's pretty much always three degrees. Um, My lineage, by the way, is the um, Isuyushiki Ryoho lineage. Um, Easy for you to say. uh, I know. No, I actually, I practiced um, nice. <laughs> before coming on. Excellent. In front of a mirror. Yeah. Um. Because podcasts are all about mirrors. So that's perfect. Yeah, right, yeah. right. No, I just need to make sure my lips all got going in the right direction. Um, nice. <laughs> so um, uh, there are three levels. Levels uh, one and two are the practitioner levels. And um, practitioners are able to channel the energy that creates the healing. Mm -hmm. Um, We do not, as practitioners or even as masters, we do not claim that we heal anything. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the Reiki energy that does that. And we're just channels for that. So level one, um, practitioners can do in-person healing. And level two, practitioners um, are given the attunements to do in-person and remote healing as well. Okay. And then level three, uh, which is the master level, um, are, uh, are able to teach and can also, um, pass the attunements then to their students. Gotcha. So, okay. Well, and so for those of our listeners who are not maybe familiar with what Reiki even is, I probably should ask this question first, but you know, that's how we roll here. (laughs) Um, what is it <laughs> exactly? <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, Reiki is a form of energy healing. Okay. Um, and it's an intelligent, uh, uh, an intelligent energy. Okay. So it, it although you have an ailment, let's say, let's say you've got, oh, I don't know, and knee injury from um, roll derby practice. <laughs> no, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that um, that you have a knee injury or that you have, you know, bruise, something like that, that you went healed. Um, oftentimes, uh, dis-ease or the things that manifest as illness or injuries, oftentimes they have an emotional or a spiritual um component mm-hmm. or even an origin and so although you want your knee to be healed oftentimes the reiki <clears throat> works not only on the knee but on some of the underlying things um, that need to be healed in order for the knee to also heal um, it's not a passive thing so yes uh, you know you could 
get off the table and go, woohoo, you know, I feel great. Um, uh-huh. And then, you know, a week later be, oh gosh, the knee's bothering me again. So, I mean, there's a, you have to participate in your healing, but mm-hmm. Reiki opens the way for that. Um, a lot like if you think about chiropractic adjustments, mm-hmm. um, a chiropractor adjusts the spine so that the vertebrae are all in alignment, which allows um, the nerves to do what, uh, what they do to feed the organs and to feed, um, feed the body. And that's what Reiki does for, um, spiritually, it works on the more subtle bodies. So the energy bodies, it works on the, um, kind of the chakra, um, and the, uh, the Hara line, which are lines of energy that run through the body. <clears throat> it opens those up and allows, um, your body to do what it already knows how to do. Mm, um, okay in body and soul really Mm -hmm. spirit um yeah okay well so how long have you been practicing I guess or educating yourself to become a Reiki master how long have you been at this so um I became a Reiki master in uh 2015 Uh, my dog coyote was dying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh although I wasn't seeking to save or cure her I wanted to provide as much ease as I could as she transitioned out of this life mm-hmm. and into the next. So uh, I've been practicing for uh, about two years, um, a little over two years, and I have taught several students, um, oh, passed okay. the attunements on to them. So I have a, a few students running around out there who, <laughs> <laughs> who've gotten levels um, one and two. Not everybody, the level three isn't for everybody, mm-hmm. um, but I am at my core, I'm a teacher. So um, so for me, it made sense. But uh, for some folks, it just doesn't. They, they get what they need from levels one and two and, and they're, they're happy. Yeah. Okay. And so you've used this word attunements a couple times. So t- <laughs> talk to me about what those are. <laughs> so <laughs> attunements are attunements are a little bit um a little bit esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> they are um part of a ritualized initiation. So again, let's go back to the metaphor of the chiropractic adjustment. Uh Reiki energy is available to anyone who wants to practice. But your energy needs to be aligned with Reiki energy so that it can flow into and through you. Okay. So again, we're a chiropractic alignment is a physical repositioning of vertebrae that allows energy um, to flow through the nervous system and feed the body. Reiki attunements essentially align energetic systems with this specific type of healing energy, the Reiki energy, allowing it to flow through a practitioner's body and into the energetic and physical, mental and emotional bodies of the recipient. So, hmm. um, so that's what they, they basically are, but they, they're tied to symbols. Um, and those, uh, symbols are taught to the, the meaning of them, the importance of them, um, are taught to, and then pass along to students in a, in a, uh, a ritual initial initiation. Okay. So, yeah, so that is a bit esoteric. And so it kind of, well, it makes me wonder, and you said earlier there are different lineages, and even Mm -hmm. inside those lineages there are kind of different, I guess, ends to a similar means, similar means to different ends, whatever. Yeah, that. Um, And so when we talk about the word mastery or Reiki master, I get that it goes along with level three, but that. I don't know. That seems like a very powerful um, position or word. <laughs> <laughs> Mastery really is. Um, it, it's it's funny because uh, 
you know, people ask me, what does it mean to be a Reiki master? Mm -hmm. I I always want to say, that's a darn fine question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because um, mastery usually comes with this weight, um, this heaviness of um, decades of practice and, you know, grueling initiation and and the rest of it. Um, So it really, it does carry a lot of weight. And it's a little bit of a tricky word for me. Um, And I've had, uh, you know, Reiki sessions with people who have been practicing for a long time who um, claim that they are masters um, because they've gone through all three degrees um, that have been horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I've I've had sessions with students, my students, <laughs> that have been absolutely beautiful and, and they're they're very beginners. So um, with energy work, um, you know, the first thing you need to work on is your own, is yourself, your own energy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask any Buddhist, they'll tell you that self-mastery is a simple thing, but it, <laughs> but it ain't easy. Right. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, the, the, the level, the third level master um, has, uh, again, I can pass attunements, I can teach students, et cetera, and so forth. But um, the real mastery, at least for me, comes from working on myself um, and being a clear channel for the energy um, to do its work, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I think you would hope w- that anybody that was um, helping you kind of spiritually, um, psychologically, mentally would um, work on mastering themselves and coming into a situation where they are as free to receive what you have to give, right? Um, right? As opposed to like, yeah, I'm a counselor or whatever, and I show up and you tell me stuff and like I help. I, I don't know. It just seems like you would want that level. <laughs> you know, you'd want that level of like deep self-reflection and self-care from kind of anybody that maybe can offer you guidance in those areas of your life. I don't know. It's That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And um, I kind of would hope my counselors would do that. Right. (laughs) Right. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, anybody that's doing that kind of work with you, you know, you kind of would hope there would be that self-discipline, you know, in their own life. And we'll just assume that there is. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) And and the the good news about Reiki there, um, which is a little bit different from um, other healing arts, perhaps, uh, is that there? I, I can't imagine how one could use it for ill. Again, it's a for evil. Um, again, <laughs> it's, a, it's an in, <laughs> it's an intelligent um, it's an intelligent energy, mm-hmm. um, and it. I, I described it to my, my father. Um, kind of struggles with this aspect of my life, and uh, <laughs> understandably, yeah, I get that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> His generation's kind of like, yeah, right. You do what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, he, uh, he, I was explaining it to him, and I said, you know, um, uh, Reiki is a little bit like tapping into the this universal divine um, love. It's like it's like allowing um, just the purest of white light to flow through you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. So um, I know that beautiful things. Um, sometimes become yucky tools in people's hands that I don't, I, I don't think that, I think, I think Reiki might choose not to flow through someone. Who has, mm-hmm. <laughs> evil, who intentions. evil intentions. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's a comforting thing for me too, is that the Reiki is doing the work. I am just channeling the Reiki for the person. Yeah. So I'm not able to mess it up in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Well, and you mentioned earlier that you became a Reiki master because of your dog Coyote. And so I'm curious, I guess, if your training in Reiki sort of paralleled the end of Coyote's life or like were you a master and so then you were applying like Mm. I guess where is the overlap and what did that kind of teach you um in your journey with Coyote yeah it was um we we we, she began dying um just before um hers was a long kind of drawn out it it was uh, kidney failure so renal failure Mm -hmm. due to old age um and uh she had indicated through an animal communicator um, that she did not want to be helped um, through veterinary means. Mm. Um, she wanted to be able to die a natural death. And so um, so I took a deep breath and started my classes mm. um, a couple of months after um, we became aware, the veterinarian and the animal communicator and coyote and I all became aware that she was on her way out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the interesting thing about that journey with her, as it, as it wound through and around, um, my Reiki training, um, when you're in the presence of someone who's winding down their life, if you're really connected to them, Oftentimes that in itself can heighten sensitivities uh, on a number of levels. And then the Reiki training itself was opening up intuition on a lot of levels as well. So um, because it's not meant to cure anything, because it's intuitive, um, it it was a matter of walking alongside her. And um, there was one point where I couldn't make one of my classes. In fact, it was the level two class about um, remote healings and um, my my teacher um, actually asked the class as part of their training to reach out to coyote so um, I could feel them Hmm. um, and uh, uh, I could feel them when they when they kind of opened up that channel Um, so I sat with her at the same time and we all kind of channeled the energy into her Hmm. and it did make her more comfortable Mm -hmm. but um, but you know healing and curing are really different things yeah (laughs) you can heal um uh an emotional scar um you can heal something physical but it doesn't necessarily mean a cure Mm -hmm. and um what i learned with coyote um even death can be a kind of healing that it can um it can mend um a lot of emotional and spiritual kinds of gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, so doing the Reiki training at the same time that I was walking with her on that last journey um, was a beautiful healing thing for me as well as for her, um, I feel, yeah, I believe. Yeah, no, that's great. And there, yeah, it, it makes me think, so my dad has um, dementia and so, and is not really able to communicate um, in a way that we would consider quote unquote meaningful, you know, like having conversation. And it makes me wonder, um, how, and not that I would expect him to be healed of that or cured either one naturally of, of that, 
um, per se, but being able to be that present and that um, aware as part of the journey and to sit with him, you know, what being trained <laughs> with some of these sorts of, you know, abilities would, would how it would be different, I guess, um, for me and him. But anyway. It, it, it could very much. It, yeah. Um, it's amazing how much communication occurs as, as part of the energy. Um, and as a Reiki healer, I don't take anything into my body. Uh, we always wash our hands afterwards or at least run them under cold water. Um, partly to cool the hands down. My hands get incredibly hot hmm. during a healing mm-hmm. um, most of the time, but um, but also just as a kind of a ritual um, sort of, okay, and, and now we're done, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, cleansing. But, um, but uh, there is still, um, there's communication there that is not um, uh, an exchange, like I'm not taking an illness into the body, but I'm I'm learning about the illness or I'm understanding a little bit more about its roots or um, those kinds of, those kinds of things. And so there's a communication that happens that sometimes you're not very aware of until mm-hmm. weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or days later, or hours later, or sometimes it happens right then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It can be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've hit on several different reasons already kind of just in the course of our conversation why someone might consider seeing a Reiki master or perhaps just a level one or level two um, Reiki practitioner. So uh, just for our listeners, maybe can you highlight just in one kind of snippet or one area so that I'm sure they could go back and re-listen to what we've talked about before. (laughs) But, you know, what are some of the reasons that someone might consider seeing someone like yourself or someone at the um, level one or level two practitioner level? Um, generally speaking, people are um, suffering in some form or fashion. So it can be emotional uh, discomfort. It can be physical illness or discomfort. It can be um, a, a something more on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're seeking and then they're not really sure what it is that they're seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've, I've worked with people on pain management. Um, I uh, had a client who had shattered her arm, fell uh, and shattered her arm and um, was having a really difficult time with pain management. And so I worked with her on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with uh, a young man who was struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with uh, another young man who I I feel was tiptoeing dangerously close to um, paranoia, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, it even works on animals. Um, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. coyote, um, but plants. Uh, I had a, <laughs> a neighbor who was joking with me about, "Hey, you know, my peonies haven't bloomed in like." 15 years. So you think it'll work on, you know, peonies? And I was like, oh, well, I guess so. You know? and, uh, <laughs> nice. So yeah, I go bopping out to his, you know, his flower bed and, and uh, hit the one side of the peonies that had stopped blooming. And it's so funny because the next spring he comes in, he says, did you, you did Reiki on this, didn't you? I said, yeah, why? He goes, oh my gosh, you should see what they're doing. They're beautiful. <laughs> and of course, you awesome. know, nobody was more surprised than me. I was like, what? what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> But yeah, so there's any number of reasons that that people um, that people will come um, <laughs> come to me um, and ask for ask for healing. Interesting, cool. So, 
So for those folks who haven't had, a, what do you call it, a Reiki session? Meeting? Mm-hmm. Session? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just so, a session. <laughs> okay. So who haven't had a session and are now completely interested, like I am, um, talk to me about kind of what a typical session or interaction would look like. So what could someone expect if they um, found a practitioner and made an appointment? Okay. So um, it depends on if you're doing in-person or remote. Um, I'll focus a little bit on in-person. Generally, I will... um, arrive at the house, set up my table. I do have a, a portable massage table mm-hmm. with um, sheets. Uh, if I can, I like to have music playing. Um, that's soothing. Uh, I give them a little orientation about things that they might expect. Some people feel heat. Some people feel cold. Some people feel tingling. Some people feel nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so I give them a little, a little bit of a, an idea of what it is that, um, that they might experience. Um, I generally don't lay hands on people. There are a lot of Reiki practitioners who, who um, do. Um, I tend to work um, above the body a little bit more on the energetic, the more subtle body mm-hmm. um, or energy body um, plane. Although there are times when I feel guided to touch, um, touch somebody's body and I ask them if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally speaking, you start on one side or the other, either face down or face up, um, and uh, I'll scan your body to see if I feel any fluctuations, any places where it feels like um, there's a blockage or um, just something wonky you know, mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and then um, generally speaking, I kind of work from the head and move down you know, to, the, to the feet and have folks turn over unless they have fallen asleep, which often happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. People, people get relaxed. And, 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 you know, really, there's not many people who just pause in their lives, right? Yeah. So you lie down on the table and, and you're done. Yeah, soft music um, and, like, dim right. lights. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> out cold, yeah. yeah. So um, if you're not asleep, <laughs> I mean, if you are asleep, sometimes I'll just reach under the table. <laughs> I'll work that way. Nice. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And then they um, wake up and they're like, Denise, why are you laying under the table with your hands up? Well, you know. Nothing to see here. That's exactly. <laughs> nice. But it's usually about 45 minutes. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm guided to uh, yeah, give them um, some specific message um, or, um, you know, there's, there's something that I'm guided to, to talk to them about. <clears throat> Oftentimes we just compare some notes. I'll give them some impressions about, well, this is, and this is what I experienced. I'll ask them about their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean when, <laughs> what did somebody say once, what does it mean when there's a big yellow banana <laughs> kind of shaped thing across your eyes? I'm like, heck if I know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. More potassium? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what they experienced and, um, and sometimes I'll just ask them some questions. You know, if I say this, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes people actually break down and cry during a session. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can see they just clench up and I just tell them, you know, yell. If, I mean, I can see that you're needing to release something. Just go ahead, yell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I've had somebody swear v- v- vociferously um, during a <laughs> session. That was nice. a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, and, and for distance sessions, really what I tend to do is we set up a time. Um, generally speaking, I like to chat with them. There's, I have Reiki clients whom I've never met. 
Hmm. Um, and I have Reiki clients whom I've known for years, but are still far, far away. Yeah. Um, but, um, I usually try to at least have one phone conversation to do that orientation piece. Um, this is what you can experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, I give them a heads up like, okay, it's our time. I'm starting now. And then I let them know when I'm finished and, um, we can either talk on the phone or we text back and forth about impressions and, um, experiences Hmm. and, um, uh, those usually, so the, the in-person session lasts anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes a little bit more if they're, if we get kind of chatty, um, and the, uh, distance or remote sessions tend to last, um, somewhere between, um, 15 and 20 minutes. Again, sometimes a little bit longer if we get a little chatty, mm-hmm. but, um, or if yeah. you text really I, slowly, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I just tell everybody they have to, it's like a massage, drink a lot of water mm-hmm. because your body's releasing things. You might not feel it right now. Yeah. Um, and then I just let them know what to expect, um, over the next little while. Um, so sometimes they just go to sleep, mm-hmm. um, or they need, they have to have a nap like right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're hungry. <laughs> um, but I, you know, they need to drink a lot of water and, um, and then just, you know, it, sometimes the, the effects are immediate and there's occasionally where they walk away and a week later I get a call going, Oh my gosh, remember when we did that thing? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this happened. So it's kind of fun. That's yeah. very cool. I'm, suddenly I'm sleeping better or, gosh, I noticed my headache is, has gone away yeah. or something. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Cool. Well, so if someone wanted then to find a Reiki master, um, how, like what should they look for? Because like to me, I'm thinking, well, you know, if you want a doctor, you go to a website and they tell you like, you know, people say this doctor's good or five stars or whatever. Um, I'm guessing Reiki doesn't maybe have that. I don't know. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah. So what, what should they, what, I have a five-star Reiki master. Her name's Denise. Yeah. No, um, you know, what sort of things should they look for or questions should they ask when they're choosing somebody to do this sort of work with? You absolutely can look people up online. Um, it, the, the best thing, I think, the bottom line is, you know, try to get recommendations from people you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you find somebody online, <clears throat> try to take the time to talk with them a little bit to see how they make you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an intuitive art. And so how you feel talking to the person mm-hmm. <laughs> is pretty important. Um, and uh, if you're looking for in-person healing, I would try to talk or meet to the person ahead of time, certainly. Um, pay attention to how they, again, how they make you feel. Are you comfortable with them? Do they put you at your ease? Mm -hmm. Do they really listen to what you have to say? Um, do they ask questions? Um, do they answer your questions when Mm -hmm. you have them? And, um, um, if you're feeling, you know, comfortable with them, then I would say that at least, like I said, there's no way that somebody can do something harmful or bad through Reiki because, the Reiki does its work. And it's like I said, it's, it's seriously, it's like tapping into just pure love. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, you can ask them, you know, how they, how they approach sessions mm-hmm. and, um, I think, you know, try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there have been people that I, I've worked with that I've never gone back to <laughs> Sure, <laughs> who were doing Reiki on me, you know? Yeah. So, well, that was not, you know, that did not feel great or, mm-hmm. you know, that, whatever. Um, and it, I think it has more to do just with how they make me feel. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a teacher, you definitely want to ask them about how they approach teaching. So if you're looking for a master because you, you want to learn um, how to, how to um, 
channel the Reiki and, and you want to learn more about it that way, um, go ahead and do, you know, if you want to do your level one and two, um, you know, ask them about how they approach teaching, what materials are required. Um, so you'll, you'll learn about what Reiki is and isn't, no matter who teaches it, what it does and doesn't do, um, and you'll receive attunements. It just might not always look exactly the same. Some people, you know, have a long weekend where they do one and two all at once. Some people split them with, you know, a month in between. Mm -hmm. um, it all depends on the, on the teacher and the lineage. But, uh, but yeah, you want to just understand how they approach the teaching and what's expected of you. Mm -hmm. um, and again, see if they feel okay, because I've had people come to me saying, you know, I received levels one and two from this person. I just don't, I don't feel good about going back for level three or, hey, could you let me repeat level one and two with you because I wasn't, sure. I just don't, I don't feel like it, like I clicked the last time. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And in some ways is perhaps not dissimilar to how we should be selecting any sort of outside help or whatever in our lives. Right. I mean, I'm sure people who have gone to counseling might have gone to two or three counselors and some felt like one they didn't really click with or, they quote unquote didn't make progress, but it may be just that the relationship and how, you know, wasn't right. So, you know, same with even a, a physician or, um, or anybody else. Like you want to know that you're, they have empathy and that you're being listened to. Um, and you know, that you're kind of pointed in the same direction basically in terms Absolutely. of your healing. So, Absolutely. yeah. And you know, I like what you said too about the fact, I mean, I, I like that analogy as well, because in those situations as well, it, there's no easy button. Um, right. You know, um, any doc, sure, a doctor can give you a pill. Sure, a chiropractor can give you an adjustment. Sure, a dietitian can, you know, point you to foods that you should or shouldn't eat. But the bottom line is that you have to participate in your healing. Right, and exactly. And so um, if you're not feeling good about the person, absolutely, you should find someone else. But don't expect miracles, although I have heard about miracles occurring, mm -hmm. but, but don't expect miracles. Um, and don't expect it to be a one and done necessarily. Um, it might take a couple of sessions for you to feel, um, get some relief or, mm -hmm. you know, feel, uh, like you've made some progress. Yeah. Um, sure. but, uh, but make sure that you know that this isn't just, it's not magic. Um, so little in life is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The work worth doing is hard work, typically. Precisely. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, so this was a, super helpful to me and I'm sure to our listeners to just understand. I mean, really, this is kind of, to me, was like the foundation, you know, the, the basics of Reiki and, you know, what someone could expect. And we're always trying to give our listeners um, access to or opportunity to hear different perspectives and give them different tool sets to live their best life. Um and so I'm sure there's been folks that have been curious, maybe have even tried it, but like you said, maybe they didn't have a great experience. Um, and so, you know, maybe there's a different way for them to approach it or like me, never done it. Reading up for this inter interview, I'm like very interested in it now um, and would love to have that opportunity at some time in the future to, to have my own Reiki session or handful or several. I don't know. I might need a lot of derby <laughs> healing um, in the coming months. I'm not really sure. Hopefully not, <laughs> but um, you never know. Um, but so I do, I do appreciate you taking the time. Um, is there any sort of last parting thoughts or anything you'd feel like 
you want to share before we close for the day? It's funny you were talking about offering um, perspectives. One thing that I, I, I might just go ahead and slide this out there is that I'm a skeptic. (laughs) Um, Nice. Perfect. Yeah. So so the fact that I've gone through all three levels of Reiki is um, almost humorous. (laughs) Uh, I'm a skeptic and, um, and I've seen, I've seen and experienced enough um, Reiki healing that uh, I, you know, I'm definitely convinced that it, that it works, but like anything, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not for you, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the the opportunity to share. Yeah, absolutely. And we oftentimes have questions and things that come in from our listeners and followers and stuff. So um, we would love at some point, I'm sure, to have you back. Um, if you're interested in that, and if if we have questions, I'll probably fire them your way because I'm that's the way I am. If somebody has a question, I want to know the answer to it. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I think this was a really really great start, and I'm I'm very appreciative that you joined us on the show. Thank you very much. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger, Humarian Health Podcast, spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. That's Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 